Welcome to Elevate Your Life and Soul. I'm your host, Marla Kennedy, life coach, EFT practitioner, mama, and writer, and I am so grateful you are here today. I help women shift from self-doubt to self-love so they can feel confident, and I'm really excited to be sharing this journey with you. So let's dive in and elevate your life and soul. Hey, love. I'm jumping in to invite you to my new Facebook group, the Self-Love Community Tips on How to Live a Purpose-Driven Life. This is a place to take everything you hear on the podcast to an even deeper level. We have conversations, live interviews, tips, all the things, and there is an amazing group of women in there. So head over to Facebook and come and join us. I can't wait to see you in there. See you soon. Welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited to be here today with Carrie Hummingbird. Carrie is a soul guide and inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with authenticity, passion and purpose that positively impacts others. She's the international best-selling author of multiple books including her most recent channeled book, The Second Wave. Kerry, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show, Mala. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And how did I go with that introduction today? You did beautifully. Thank you. Is there it was anything? lovely. Great. Is there anything you wanted to add? Um, no, just that uh, I channeled the book the second wave, I channeled it from my higher guidance, uh, ascended master that guides my work called White Eagle. And um, it was a very interesting experience channeling a book. I hadn't actually channeled a book before. Yeah, I bet. I'd love to definitely hear more about that. Um, But before we jump in, I'd love to know, how do you start your day? How do I start my day? I start my day with prayer. So I get up in the morning, I go outside, and I work with tobacco, which is um, indigenous people often work with tobacco as a sacred medicine. Um, this is very different than the way a lot of other people use tobacco. But mm-hmm. this is just to send prayers. It's just to send prayers to each of the four directions, into the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars above, and just to, to welcome in the great spirit, God's worst creator universe, and just to say, you're welcome to my day. Guide my day. Beautiful. I love that. Um, And what compelled you to become a soul guide? Well, I think it was my descent into darkness in my life and then turning that around and finding my spiritual path for myself and having some pretty transformative experiences that were undeniable touches with divine energy, divine source, that after those experiences, I, I knew that this was my calling. It was just, this is what I have to do. There is no other option. This is my purpose. Mm, Amazing. And what's the legacy you want to leave? I would like to leave this earthly plane knowing that I've touched as many lives as I can as, as just as many as humanly possible to awaken people to the love that's in their heart and to decrust that, that heart space, you know, take all that crust and the 
resentments and the unforgiveness and the anger and all of those things just to help people really shed those layers so they can really connect with each other from a, a love space. Mm, beautiful. Um, and can you share like a hurdle that you've personally faced and how you've overcome it? Yeah, I think a lot of people have trouble forgiving themselves for choices that they make in their life if they make mistakes. And um, I documented a whole lot of my mistakes in my first book <laughs> called mm -hmm. Awakening to Me. And it's called um, One Woman's Journey to Self-Love because mm. I had to get to self-love through all of those choices I made and learning how to understand myself instead of judge and criticize myself, learning how to be curious about myself and try to, instead of trying to fix myself and learning how to express myself so that I could then forgive myself. It's been quite a journey. It's been about nine years since the journey started of my spiritual awakening. And um, that's a really powerful journey. I think a lot of people should really take and there's a lot of reasons why people don't start that journey you know they're mm. afraid to yeah definitely and how how do you how would you um offer to someone to to start the steps to forgiveness the steps to forgiveness lie in understanding the things that happened and the why behind the things like the underlying why the why like the deep under underneath the choices that were made is a is a big bunch of why and some of that why has to do with how our brains were conditioned you know when we were growing mm -hmm. up some of that why has to do with not being able to express yourself and and that suppression of self leading into choices that are destructive um, self-destructive and destructive of relationships and people around you so you know there's there's a, a lot of exploration of the why that needs to happen and people need to feel safe in order to do that so they need they need to be able to um, work with somebody that can navigate down into those vulnerable spaces in a way that feels supportive and safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really useful. Um, and so tell me about your book. Yeah, so I, I channeled a book last year. Um, I was got the spirit tap you're going to write a new book. And I said, okay, what's that book about? And it said, The Second Wave. And I, I heard that and I said, what is that? How am I going to write about it if I don't know what it is? <laughs> and I was guided to look up on YouTube to look up Dolores Cannon that had a video about the three waves of volunteers. And I remember I had seen that video before, but then I just kind of, you know, how you watch something and you just tuck it away and you're mm -hmm. not really sure the relevance of it. Uh, so I went back to that video and watched and then I sat down and I said, okay, now I know what we're talking about. And I started channeling, started channeling the book. And, and when I say channeling, I mean, I just sat with the laptop. I got in a quiet meditative space. In points of it, I even just closed my eyes and just let my fingers type on the keyboard mm. and just hoped that I was spelling words, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I can't, you know, it's distracting to look at the words while you're channeling because you might start reading. So um, that's how I did it. And then after every paragraph, I would, I would double check, you know, is that correct or is that not correct? Mm -hmm. And that's how I did the book. It, it was pretty fast. A couple months it was written. Wow. And what was that experience like? Well, for me, whenever I do any kind of channeling, whether it's the writing or if I'm on a broadcast or if I'm in front of an audience, um, though the experience of it is, 
exhilarating because um, it's like my higher self comes in and infuses me and all of my cells and I feel like I'm radiating this energy like it just starts radiating this beautiful light and energy comes through me and radiates from the inside out and it's it feels good <laughs> it mm -hmm. feels really good and then I get into this flow where I'm just saying things and I don't you know, and, and part of my brain is going, do I know that? You know, the other part is just letting it flow. Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting experience um, because I'll, some of the things that come out of my mouth, I'm just shocked. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, I'm learning the same time I'm hearing it. So it's a, it's a very interesting experience to have, but it feels great. Mm. And um, do you remember the first time you experienced that? Was it unexpected? It kind of started coming on because I, you know, I think I always had this gift. It's just that I was told that intuition isn't reliable or you can't trust it or you don't know what you're talking about if you have a gut intuition or something or you just know something. I always had people that um, obscured the truth and so wouldn't confirm if I had hit something correct. You know, they would just mm -hmm. kind of obstinately want to disprove what I was saying. So um, I didn't start learning about that until I started going to healer training. I, I went to get certified at the Four Winds Light Body School, and um, we had to work with each other to take journeys into each other's subconscious and see visions for each other and interpret the messages and then share what we'd seen. And it was during that exercise, that first time I did that, that I realized I actually am seeing this person's life. This is actually real because I shared it with her what I saw. And she's like, that's exactly true. <laughs> I was kind of shocked by that. And, you know, anybody can do this. It's not an exclusive gift. We all have the ability of intuition. It's just whether or not we um, have a teacher or a mentor who's willing to teach us how to access it and trust it. So I was lucky I was able to get some support in that way and expand my gift. And and my favorite time recently using it was uh, there was a really powerful experience I had. I was in California, and I was doing a lecture at East West Bookshop in Mountain View, California, in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And the energy that started coming through me was so powerful and so bright that I remember looking at the, the lady that was sitting in the back of the room, and she and I locked eyes and we both knew in that moment and we nodded we're like whoa like yeah. this is so intense you know we were like we just we just locked eyes and we both knew in that moment how amazing this experience was it was um so cool so yeah oh, that's amazing um and so how would you if someone wanted to try like start strengthening their intuition what could they do so i really you know i recommend um Opening that door, you know, opening sacred space like I was talking about. Actually, in my book, The Second Wave, there's a page on how to open sacred space. And the reason why that's significant is because, you know, as humans, we're on this earthly plane and we have free will. And the divine and all of our ancestors and guides are very respectful of our earth journey. So they're like, okay, well, you know, this is your puzzle. You get to solve it. So... If you want support, let us know. So when I open sacred space in the morning, it's my way of saying, yeah, I'd like support, please. <laughs> you know, like give me as much support as you can. And uh, so I do that every day. And so I recommend that for people. I teach that to my clients and students. 
how to open sacred space. And like I said, it's in the book. And when you practice that, something really interesting happens is that um, synchronicities start to happen when you invite that divine part of you in to your life. You start to notice synchronicities. You start to notice maybe you have a thought come into your mind or maybe you just notice um, a, a car drove by with a sign on the side that was exactly the message you needed. It could be anything. You start to realize that, that um, this, uh, these intuitive hits can happen in mul- just a multitude of ways. Like it's just, it's amazing how many ways it can happen. So, um, and everybody's intuition is different. So I recommend getting with a group of people who are open-minded and, and ready to explore and curious and um, starting to teach how to open up this gift of hearing in new ways. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's so, such a, a great way of doing it. Um, and so your book, let, um, going back to your book, um, so what, does, what sort of things does it share? And you mentioned White Eagle. Yes, yeah, so I tell the story about White Eagle and how I started realizing that White Eagle was my guide. Um, uh, it tells a story about some of my first encounters just meditations and things that I had where I actually saw a vision of this, you know, Cherokee peace chief while I was in the bathtub with my eyes closed, just kind of, and this like image came in from like a periscope, you know, like where it's way out. And then it just came in until it was right here. And then White Eagle said, open the sun in their hearts. And then it went out again. He left. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, come back. Please explain that. I have no idea what that means. Open the sun in their hearts. <laughs> what does that mean? So like, come back. Anyway, that was one of my first encounters. And then I actually went to um, the Smoky Mountains because I do have Cherokee ancestry. And I I went to the Smoky Mountains to try to connect with it because third dimensionally, as you can imagine, um, the connection is not easy to find um, because Mm -hmm. of all of the chaos and the trail of tears and things like that. So um, I had a very powerful spirit experience there of receiving a ball of energy a psychic ball of energy, like right through the back of my skull and into my head and actually felt so dizzy. I had to sit down. Like what just happened? Like something, you know, like, like you would have a brain aneurysm or something like what just happened. And from that moment forward, I started having these like healing journeys with this white Eagle. Like I started just having like these crazy healings and I, I started remembering parts of the trail of tears and I would actually like be brought to tears, like with how much pain I felt in my body from that experience. So I, I have been with this energy for probably this aspect of my consciousness since probably um, six years ago. So it's been a powerful journey. I talk about that in the book. I also talk about the second wave and what does the second wave mean? Well, if you look at Dolores Cannon's work, she was a very interesting person. She wrote um, some books called The Convoluted Universe, which I have not read yet. But she also um, created this hypnosis technique called quantum healing hypnosis technique, mm-hmm. which is like a deep subconscious access technique that lets you actually talk to your deep subconscious, like what some people would think of as your soul and ask questions. So as she started realizing she could hypno, you know, hypnotize people to this place, she started asking question, the questions of this, these souls and started finding that they were talking about the same things. They're like, Oh, I'm part of the first wave or, I'm part of the second wave. And she started to think, well, what is that? What's the first wave? What's the second wave? And what she found is they said, well, we're from 
we're volunteers to the planet Earth to help ascend human consciousness. So we are embodying into this incarnation, into this ancestral line. We're embodying into it, and we're bringing all of our gifts and wisdom from wherever we came from across the galaxy, and we're coming here to incarnate as human and uplift the consciousness of humanity. So, mm -hmm. And everyone's saying the same thing. So that's what the book talks about. It talks about people who, you know, anybody out there who's listening and the ones who are like, this is so crazy. My mind is being red pilled right now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're welcome. And, um, <laughs> and anyone who's like, okay, um, well, has been hearing the time is now, like that urgent call, like now is the time. Now is the time for like maybe like the last three years maybe four, maybe only the last two years you've been hearing it. If you've been hearing that call like or feeling that urgency, like something has to happen now and it's really important. I feel like I forgot what it is and I need to remember because it's really important. That's what this is. Okay. So mm -hmm. that sense of urgency, that's what this is. Um, and so here's my little comfort. I'll give you a comfort pill <laughs> okay. is that is that a lot of us have felt really um, like I see, I hear from so many people who feel almost desperate to remember what the purpose is. Like I need to know what it is now. And I'm so frustrated because I can't remember and I, I can't figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And so really you've already done a lot of the work. It was all built in. So you incarnated into an ancestral line that had a lot of trauma, probably some difficult family patterns, different difficult dynamics, um, maybe addiction, maybe other things, you know, that were patterns that needed healing. And you incarnated and you've already done the healing because you're you've probably been obsessed with personal growth since you showed up here. Like this has got to be different. I know this can be better. And just got determined about it. Like I've got to find a way. I've got to I've got to find a way to heal. I've got to find a way to be better. I've got to find a way to fix this. So you've already done the work, most of the work. And now we're turning the script. So you could consider like the first part of your life is like the book of fate in terms of this was who you thought you were, your name, your family, your situation, the things that happened to you, the whole story of your life up until now. And now is the opportunity to open the book of destiny. And the book of destiny is the one that you co-create with spirit, God's source creator. This is the one you co-create and you say, you know what? I know everything I've been through and now I remember who I am in truth. And now I'm a co-creator because I'm in my sovereign power. I'm in my divine self, not in my personality self, not in my like small, whoever I thought I was self. So that's the mm -hmm. point of power and that's the invitation. That's why I'm out there doing a lot of interviews right now to wake up as many people as I can to remember who you really are mm. is a divine co-creator. And uh, now is the time to step into that. Mm, I love that. I really love that. Um, and so I'm not sure if you did touch on this, but what's your favorite mystical connection with White Eagle? Well, my favorite mystical connection with White Eagle was actually right before I published the book, I had a little help thanks to some plant medicine you know, to open up my mind because I don't know about you, but sometimes your mind is a little chatty, right? Like you just mm -hmm. can't, it won't shut up. And it's really hard to meditate when that's happening. There's too many thoughts or you just can't get deep enough to get profound wisdom. 
ironically deep enough to get ascended enough to connect with something as big as your soul. And so um, I had a little help with that. And I had the most profound connection with White Eagle where it was like I was actually sitting face to face with the personification of White Eagle, like this, you know, chief chief person. And he is like, okay, let me connect all the dots in your life. And he proceeded to connect every single dot in my life. Everything that I was shown from an early age that I was um, inspired by was intentional. Every connection I had, every conversation that was that was memorable, he just connected every single dot for what seemed like an hour or more. And it's just like, you know, after you've had that experience, well, it's pretty intense. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you just know who you are. It's just no more, no more mystery, no more question, no more. It's just who you are. Yeah. Um, and so you feel like a lot of clarity now from that? Mm. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think we're, we're here to, we're here to learn and grow. I mean, so even after I became aware of that information, it's sort of like, the grand reveal of your life, like, okay, here's your master plan and it's all revealed. The future is still ours to create. So, you know, we get to keep ascending, we get to keep learning, we evolving. Um, and the more that we interact with each other and the more conversations we have, the more perspectives we hear, the more new information comes in. And the more we we grow our own consciousness, we elevate our own consciousness. And then that's really the fun of it. We get to learn from each other. So there's always more to learn. There's always more to know. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. Yeah, totally. Um, and so what makes you feel inspired? What makes me feel inspired is doing this work, you know, honestly. Mm-hmm. What makes me feel inspired is um, working with people who come in and they have one view of life and then in a pretty short amount of time, their mind gets opened to a whole lot of other possibilities that kind of flip the script on what they thought was true Mm -hmm. and open up a whole sense of sovereignty and, um, you know, co-creation. And it really, um, it delights me to see people stepping out of, you know, the disempowerment, the feeling of victimhood or the feeling of powerlessness and stepping into the excitement in their own lives, you know, to see their eyes sparkle with, oh, wow, you know, I don't have to keep doing what I was doing. I, I can do it in a whole nother way that feels good to me. I don't mm-hmm. have to show up the way I was told I had to. Yeah. Um, and so also what brings you to clarity? What brings me to clarity? Meditation. plant medicine um but meditation largely uh you know i think it's really important to have a daily practice i sit on the earth so how i meditate is i literally go out to my front lawn and yes all my neighbors think i'm so weird because i'm (laughs) sitting on my front lawn where i have a fairy garden in my by my tree (laughs) yeah and I have it because, you know, I have a fairy garden because it, it awakens the child within me. You know, it awakens mm-hmm. that childlike innocence and that feeling of like, I wonder if fairies are real. You know, that I've never seen fairies. I've heard other people have seen them, but I haven't. But so I just kind of, it, it awakens that magical child within me that goes, this is so cool. And then I sit out there and I open sacred space or whatever. And I sit down and I just I just be quiet with the earth. You know, I think that is for me, just the best connection I could possibly have, no shoes, 
right on the ground. You know, when everybody else is like, I can't sit on the ground. I'm like, I'm on the ground. <laughs> like, just mm. put me on the earth. That's all I want to be is on the earth. It's just, yeah, it feels so good. Yeah. Uh, it does that connection to it. It's just, you really feel it when you're outside and stuff um, and feet on the floor, barefoot and amazing. It's really, really powerful. Um, and what are you curious about right now? I'm curious what's next because like I said, you know, I don't, um, I don't have like a vision of the future. I'm encouraged to stay in the now. I'm encouraged to stay right in the now and not try at this point anyway to outpicture something in the future because mm -hmm. we're at a really interesting time of humanity. We're at the, we're at the, just the cracking open of the age of Aquarius right now. And it's just so exciting because even though right now we're seeing a whole lot of uncomfortable things unfold that seem like darkness and awful things and like the virus and the lockdowns and, and this vaccination macabre, sinister, you know, like we're going to vaccinate the whole world and put a chip in you and all this kind of stuff. We're seeing like all of this stuff that just looks so sinister. But the thing is, it's always darkest right before the dawn. Mm. And the sun is just starting to peak, you know, and those of us that can see it, you know, it's like some people get the early sign, like, you know, you can almost see the sun and you're wondering when's the sun going to actually rise like above the horizon and you're, you're sort of hypnotized watching it there, like just, oh, it's almost there. Oh, I think it's coming. Oh, I think it's coming. I think it's coming. It's almost there. I know it's going to like any moment now it's going to peak. It's going to come out from the shadows that's the part we're in right now. So mm -hmm. that inspires me because so much is possible. The mm -hmm. more people wake up and see the sun is peaking, the sun is almost, it's, it's just coming up. It's just like, just almost there. The more people that realize that, then the, the more people are going to stop believing and agreeing to all this sorcery and claim their power back. Mm, definitely and I really think that like I'm a big believer that right now like there is the same there's very much possibility and opportunity and we really get to lean into that um and so what's your favorite book and why my favorite book I have two favorite or one favorite series and one favorite book. Uh -huh. So my favorite book is uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz mm -hmm. um, because the Toltec, he's a Toltec, and the Toltec are all about being an artist of your life. And I'm an artist. I'm a painter and a creative person, a writer. Mm -hmm. So I love this idea that you can create your own story, your own dream of your own life. And in fact, you can because you are a conscious co-creator. And I love that. And then the other book series I really love is by Paul Selig, S-E-L-I-G. And he has an entire series of audiobooks that really help anybody who's interested in ascending their consciousness to the place where, you know, you could be self-empowered and, and, and know yourself as your soul self. Um, you know, I like to use that, his work in conjunction with my work because it's very uh, beneficial. So he actually has a whole series of books and you can start right off at the first one, which is I Am The Word. It's powerful stuff. Amazing. I'll put those links as well and I'll link to yours too, um, for sure. Um, and so what profession other than your own would you love to attempt if you could? 
What profession other than my own would I love to attempt? Well, it's so hard to say. I have so many beautiful ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really, of course, I still love art, so I'm still interested in, you know, at some point having more spaciousness to do painting again, uh, physically and time-wise, because I'm de- very dedicated to this this work right now, very, very dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So um, more like artwork. I love doing art and, and painting. It just puts me in that, that God space, you know, so I love it. And um, what else do I love? Well, I would love to... I would love to make a movie. I would love mm-hmm. to make a positive movie that opens people's hearts and makes people believe again. Believe. Believe in love. Believe in trust. Believe in faith. Believe in hope. Believe in God, source, creator, universe, whatever your word. I would love to make a, a movie that's so inspiring that people just weep in the theater from just pure joy. That's what mm. I would love. Oh, that sounds incredible. Um, and so flowing on from that question in a way, if you could remove all barriers and constraints, what project would you love to work on and be known for? If I could remove all barriers and constraints, I would love to help facilitate people globally stepping into their sovereignty mm-hmm. and casting off all control and suppression and disempowerment and inequity and tyranny. I would love to facilitate that kind of transformation on the planet. Mm. Um, and what do you wish you'd known when you first started out? What do I wish I'd known when I first started out? You know, the thing is, is something part of me always knew. There was this little part of me that uh, it didn't matter. I went through a lot of really hard stuff, but this little part of me inside, this really feisty, strong part of me, actually, this present part, always knew that it was going to work out okay in the end. I just had to keep going. Mm. And that part is still there. It's just bigger now. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot bigger. Yeah. Is there anything you do differently? Anything I do differently? Not really, because, you know, everything I've done up until now has made me the person I am today. So mm-hmm. even my most shameful mistakes, like I talked about in my book, Awakening to Me, I, everything I've done has led me to be the person I am today because I learned from all of it. Mm-hmm. So, and I know I did every step of the way I learned as hard as I could, as fast as I could. I learned from everything I did. And even the painful things that I regret. I still would keep it the same because that is informing the person I am today because it makes me passionate. Mm. Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't think I would have do anything differently either because it's definitely brought me to where I am. Um, And what's the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliments that I receive are when people tell me, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up for me. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for that realization that just changed my life. Like those, those moments are really precious to me because those Mm. are the moments that last, you know, it's like you can buy somebody something, but they'll probably forget, you know, they won't remember that. Mm. But when you're kind to somebody or when you, you help somebody do something that really matters to them, 
something that really makes a big difference in their hearts. That's the kind of thing people remember. Like I, I remember all of my teachers, the ones that really impacted me and really made a difference mm -hmm. for me because they changed my outlook on life. They taught me something to be more self-empowered with. All of my teachers, I talk about them all the time on these shows because I'm like so grateful mm -hmm. for everything they taught me and they helped me to change my life. They helped me to change my life because I'm the one changing it. Mm -hmm. But sure, the, the inspiration and the information is so helpful and the encouragement. Mm. Who is one of your most impactful teachers? So my first teacher I started working with was um, Heather Ashamara, who was, uh, she's, she has founded the Warrior Goddess mm -hmm. training. Yeah. And her book is awesome. I don't know if you've read that book, but it's, her teachings are amazing. You know, really, really mm -hmm. good, solid teachings for empowering women. And I took all of her programs and got certified and everything and was apprenticing with her for quite a while. And she's an excellent teacher. And she really inspired me because the first thing that she did for me, which nobody else had ever really done for me before, was um, the first day of class. I actually went up to her. I had a really dark day the day before, which is talked about in my book, Awakening to Me. But I was, I was with her and I said, last night I, w I wanted to, to end it. I just told her I was really upset, you know, as you can imagine I was at the time, like anybody mm -hmm. who felt that way. I was in a really dark space. I was really just done. I was so frustrated with myself and my life and just felt like starting over, you know. And I told her, I said, you know, I'm just, I'm just there. I'm in that spot. She didn't try to talk me out of it. She didn't say, oh, sweetie, you shouldn't feel that way. She didn't try to invalidate me. Mm -hmm. She didn't try to fix me. She just held space for me. She didn't even say mm -hmm. anything. She just looked at me, held space, breathed with me. And then she acknowledged, that's how you feel. That was so powerful. Mm. So powerful because just in holding presence for me with my feelings, she was actually able to help me let it go. Just, yeah. Okay, maybe I could do something new with my life. And then the next thing we did, we made vision boards for our life. Amazing. And, you know, the first thing I put on that vision board was a hummingbird because I'd seen this vision of a hummingbird in a dream. And so I, put a, I found this hummingbird in a magazine and I put that thing on there and I thought, I'm going to be the voice for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so, that touches my heart. That's beautiful. <laughs> um, and so what's one thing that your work's done for a client that you never expected? You know, I, okay, so this is really interesting. What's coming to mind is I had a client. I still have her, actually. She's still one of my clients. Several years now, <laughs> and I, I went into this, uh, this coaching agreement with her with this mindset like, okay, like I'm, you know, because when I first started my coaching business, I was still in the mode of fixing myself, so I mm -hmm. thought I would fix my clients, right? And so I started working with her. She taught me so much about patience because I thought I was going to go in and do like a three month, you know, like, okay, you're fixed. Here you go. Three months. You know, we're going to do the coaching program and we'll teach you everything I know and you're going to be done. And then I'm going to go on to the next person. Mm. <clears throat> three years later, <clears throat> three years later, she taught me so much about patience because she stuck with a, a relationship that was extremely challenging and verbally abusive and almost physically abusive. 
she stuck with our relationship and explored every nook and cranny of every way that she could possibly, you know, learn from that experience mm. and grow from it for years, for like at least two years. I think I've been with her four years, maybe. <laughs> so it's been so yeah. long, I forgot. But so many years. And, and I, she taught me about patience because when I left my, my marriage, my first marriage, I just jumped ship. I was like, okay, that's it. I mean, I'd had like a bunch of psychotherapy and stuff before that with him and with myself, but for 20 years, but, but when I made the decision, I didn't like, you know, do all this extended mediation and trying to fix the relationship stuff. I just said, that's it. I'm done. She actually stuck with this for so long and it taught me so much about, wow, she has an incredible amount of patience and it mm -hmm. taught me patience. And she is a much better coach, mentor, therapist than uh, now because of the work that we did together. And so am I. So it was, it's been such a beneficial relationship on both sides. I've learned so much. Oh, that's great. I love to hear that. Um, and so what does elevating your life and soul mean to you? Elevating your life and soul. Well, I think the way that at least the way I've experienced elevating your life is through your soul. So mm. it's the soul that elevates our lives. You know, it's that connection to that loving presence that's within us. And, you know, as we're always connected to it, we're just not always aware of it. It's always there watching, listening in the background, feeling it's always present. So mm. it's the awareness of it that we need to open up and, and the invitation to it that we get to open up to say, yes, <clears throat> you know, welcome, show me home. You know, yes, you're welcome. Teach me. I want to, I want to learn, guide me. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to find out what's possible. I'm kind of done banging my head against the brick wall and trying to do it myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so that to me is like elevating your life has to do with opening to your soul's guidance. Yeah, I love it. It's amazing. Um, and is there anything else that, um, any final thoughts that you have before I get you to share a little bit about your offers and how people can connect with you? Well, I think the biggest message I have is that um, a lot of times in my earlier life before I opened to this path, things were really challenging, right? They were difficult. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had difficult emotions. Um, I had difficult thoughts and my brain was so full and I just felt like, desperate at times and overwhelmed and overworked and unappreciated and unseen and unwanted. And, and just, it was just such a difficult concoction of feelings. Mm. And the thing is I didn't want to feel them. So I resorted to all these distractions, right? So I wouldn't have to feel it like alcohol or, you know, television or so many things. I even ran like a, couple of marathons and I don't know, a dozen or so half marathons, like just anything to not have to feel my feelings. Mm. And at the end of the day, my spiritual path has gotten so beautiful and deep and wide because I finally made the decision to feel all of it. Yeah. That's the solution. You've got to feel it. So all these happy pills and all that, I took those too, you know. So if you're taking those, there's no judgment. I took them. I took them for like, I don't know, 10 years. So I get it. And I have just found that that, you know, it just creates the illusion of not feeling. You're still feeling it. You just don't feel it that you're feeling it. It's all in there. 
And then as soon as you stop taking those pills, like you start crying, right? Like you can't stop taking them because you start, as soon as you stop taking them, all the tears come out. Well, that's because it's like a dam. It's like a dam that, that, that stops the feeling. And then as soon as you take the dam away, all the feeling comes out. So it's not a bad mm. thing. It just needs to come out. So yeah, yeah I yeah. recommend feel it, feel it to heal it. I agree. I'm really, really big into emotions and the emotional space and feeling everything and going into it to get through it and come out the other side because otherwise we'll just stay there. Um, so thank you so much for today. And I'd love you to share how people can connect with you, what you have on offer and um, where people can find your book. Absolutely. So my book is called The Second Wave, Transcending the Human Drama, and it's available at Amazon.com. Um, and uh, what else? I have a free game I will give your audience. Uh, it's called The Love Mastery Game. Mm -hmm. It's an oracle game, meaning that, but it's a different kind of oracle game. Like a lot of times oracle games are like, what's going to happen? This isn't like that. <laughs> this, is, cool. this is like, okay, Here's my challenge that I'm facing. And then the game tells you some reasons why you might be facing that challenge. Like, what are mm -hmm. you working on mastering? Are you working on um, coming to inner peace? Are you working on compassion? Are you working on um, claiming your power? You know, what are you working on? What's your mastery? Mm -hmm. So it gives you insight into like, what's your What's your mastery that you're working on? And then it tells you about some, maybe some earth allies because we're on earth, you know, so there's allies here. There's mountains and plants and stone, different kinds of stones, you know, like rose quartz. And there's all kinds of support to help you to master whatever it is you're working on because we're in earth. So we might as well leverage what's here. So um, this game helps you identify what ally would be supportive of you right now and what medicine do they have to offer you because everything is medicine. Mm. Yeah, sounds really great. I'll definitely put that in the show notes as well. Sounds awesome. So that's it, um, carriehummingbird.com forward slash play. So it's K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com forward slash play. That's how you get great. that. Awesome. I yeah, thank you. Um, really, really excited to have you on today. It's been such a great chat. I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and I hope you have an amazing day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening. I really am so grateful. And if you really love this episode, I'd love you to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me an honest review. Let me know what you love about the podcast and what you'd love more of because your honest feedback really helps me make it the best it can possibly be. Thank you so much and I'll see you on the next one.